And what do you think is the biggest challenge that the next mayor faces, and how do you propose to handle it? And that's a great question, because believe it or not, uh, the biggest challenge is the foundation of everything that's going to ensure our recovery, and that's public safety and justice. Uh, It's the prerequisite to prosperity. We must be safe, and we can do it without impeding on the justice of New Yorkers. And once we do that, once we build a solid uh, safety platform, dealing with gun violence, dealing with some of the uh, quality of life crimes, people walking into drugstores and grocery stores and just taking whatever they want and walking out, subways where people are afraid to ride the trains and go back and fill our office spaces because people with mental health illnesses did not get the support they need. And so safety is the foundation that we're going to recover from COVID, bring businesses back to the city, get people employed again. That's the number one issue that we're facing right now. And then we're going to add to build out our economy and employ New Yorkers. As an African-American and a former police officer, if you were elected as mayor, you would be in a unique position. How would you balance and deal with the pain that's felt in the African-American community with that need to keep the city safe, and what police reforms would you push for? And that's a you know the question is just a good one because as I moved around the city of the African American and other communities, they were not saying they wanted their police departments disbanded. Uh, they wanted the police officers to do their jobs, to have the backs of their officers, but they just don't want abusive tactics. So number one, I would implement an anti-gun unit made out of plainclothes officers with precision policing going after those gangs and those who are carrying guns. Every time you hear about an incident of a gunshot, 90% of the times the next sentence states gang-related. So we have to zero in on that. But at the same time, I'm I'm going to let my my officers know I have your backs. Uh, But if you're going to be a member of the finest, you're going to act like the finest. We're not going to tolerate abuse like we, what we saw when an officer pulled down the face mask of someone and sprayed mace in their face. That's unacceptable. That officer won't serve on my department. So I believe if you send the right message of telling officers, we want you to do your job, we're going to be there and give you the support you need, but you are going to hold to the high standards of nobility of public protection. The school system is now working to come back from the COVID shutdown with mixed results, arguably. I've read statistics that 100,000 of the city students are homeless. How can the schools be improved and where will you get the funds to do that? And you're right with the numbers. Over 100,000 children are housing insecure. And you know, another stat that people often ignore, if you do not graduate from high school, uh, you uh, it's a great potential that you would be uh, incarcerated or a victim of a crime. And we need to focus on that because if you don't educate, you will incarcerate. There's a reason 80% of the men and women at Rikers Island don't have a high school diploma on equivalency, and 55% have learning disabilities. We failed our children. And the crime is not only what happens on Lenox Avenue, it's what happens in the Department of Education every day when we fail children. And we have great teachers, uh, great uh, power professionals, but the system is really filled with failing systems that we want to change. So, number one, we need to connect our educational system. My plan is a clear one. Give mothers doulas, expand uh, child care to make it universal child care for parents that builds into our educational system, and then bring back the joy of learning in our schools. 
uh, teachers are not being supported at the level that they deserve so that we can really give them the support that they that they need and prepare our children for the future, teaching critical thinking, communication, working in groups. These are the skills that are needed for tomorrow, not just uh, learning how to robotically carry out some, some form of academic instruction. In many parts of the city, we see storefronts closed, boarded up, businesses closed. The city has not yet come back from the COVID pandemic, and that's tied in with the city's financial future. How would you bring the city back? And, and you're right. Um, outside of what I stated uh, earlier, and we must be safe to get tourists back here, must get COVID under control. We must stop being so bureaucratic and difficult to do business in the city. Uh, this is the Empire State, and we need to be welcoming uh, to businesses coming here. But also we have to do something that I'm surprised we have not already. We must put in place a commission of experts, education, business leaders, and ask what is business like and education like in a post-COVID environment. You know, people have started purchasing items online. Retail spaces are different now. What laws and rules and zoning must we do to really uh, adjust to this new post-COVID environment? Just as we did in 9-11, we may have to change zoning to turn some of our office spaces into affordable housing. We may have to use retail spaces differently. Uh, I believe we can use it as uh, child care centers that's close to work environments. Uh, we could turn them into health care, local health care locations to get people on the ground health care. So we have to rethink our city in a post-COVID environment, and we can't do it and just scatter and pray. We have to be organized to look at the information, the data, and come up with a real plan of what New York City should look like. I know you've got a busy schedule. Let me try to squeeze in one more question, if I may. We've seen over the Bloomberg and the de Blasio administrations, the city streets reclaimed from automobiles for pedestrians. Would you continue this trend? Would you accelerate it? What would be your stance? I think we can coexist. You know, uh, historically, uh, New York has only uh, looked at uh, cars as a form of transportation on our streets. Uh, when I travel across the globe, uh, South America, Asia, and other places, uh, they use uh, modified and alternative methods to move around. Number one, we must have a safe, affordable, dependable transportation system that includes our buses and our trains. That's crucial so that New Yorkers can feel safe in community. Number two, uh, we need to have uh, some form of safe of movement using um, safe bike lanes. I'm a biker. I believe we can do it without destroying uh, the movement of our vehicles. And number three, we need to rethink about truck deliveries. Uh, our truckers should think about delivering between 8 p.m. and 6 a.m. Uh, let's incentivize that. There's no reason we are really crowding Manhattan with truck deliveries during the day. So it really calls, us, calls on us to rethink our streets. Uh, we're growing population. Uh, with Uber, Lyft, and other for-hire vehicles, our streets are becoming more and more crowded. So we need to think differently of existing in, our, in the cities than what we are doing now. Eric Adams, Democratic nominee for mayor of New York. Thanks so much for taking time out to speak with us. Thank you. Take care.